Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Corporate Office Ass Kisser. Mr. Corporate Office Ass Kisser. Pucker up, Buttercup. It's time for you to show an office of your peers that it's not what you do, it's who you blow. Teamwork makes the dream work. We find it admirable that you're willing to get the boss's coffee every day, take care of his light work, snitch on your coworkers, knowing you'll never get a promotion. He does it for the greater good. We'd love to pitch in $10 for the birthday of a person who disrespects us on a daily basis. At least we made him happy. So crack open a Bud Light, Mr. Kisser of the Caboose. You remind us of what not to do at work every Mr. day. Mr. Corporate Office ass Kisser. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Previously on the C-Rod Podcast. So I went there the other night, and I walk in, and he's, you know, I'm by myself. Nobody's in the store. He's all the way in the back corner. Hey, buddy, how are you doing? ha. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good, man. What's up? I'm like, I'm like, dude. I'm like, can you believe that just happened outside? He goes, what? What happened? I was like, I'm like, a pickup truck just slammed into a fucking Tesla out there, you know? And he's like, that did not happen. Nobody fuck with my Tesla. Fuck that. Nobody fucking with my Tesla. Nobody touched my Tesla. He's like, it did not happen. I'm like, I'm like, yes, it did. He's like, no, it didn't. You're lying. He's like, every time they finish, somebody touches my car, I get notification anywhere in the world. Like, I'm really fucking pissed this guy off. I'm joking, guy. Like, he took it personal. Like, I pissed him off. Like, I'm sorry, Punjab. I was just trying to, you know, crack a joke with you. That's it's, it's how we do things here in America. Obviously, you didn't you didn't get that memo. Every, every statement is to be taken as concrete. Fuck that. That's my Tesla. Nobody touch. And now, this week's show. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, February 3rd, 2024. Sing it, Phil. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. I know we we talk about the music coming in every time like a song comes in. I kind of do a little synopsis on it, and I got to be honest with you guys, man. You guys know what my wheelhouse is for 80s music, okay? I, I was big into the new wave bands, all right? I was huge into Tears for Fears. I was huge into Level 42, The Human League, Duran Duran, and then solo artists like Prince and all that kind of stuff. But I, I got to be honest with you. If I had to pick one, like one artist from the 80s that, that that's my personal favorite, it's got to be Phil Collins. No, it's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> now him and Peter Gabriel were, were very similar because they were both in Genesis together. This is actually Genesis, by the way. This was like the tail end of Genesis. 
And they were a great band too. And and Peter Gabriel and him just could not coexist together. <laughs> they were they were just both the alpha male. They couldn't be in the same band. And like I think I've said it on this show before. Thank God that actually happened because it, it's you got two great solo careers out of it. But Phil Phil Collins was the tits. He was he was the undisputed favorite of mine. I think I think I you know I, I, I might just be feeling that way today. But he's got so many hits and so many great songs and all. That. He's just great, man. He was great for that time too. He was he was right in his wheelhouse, and that was that was great. First line of that song: "I'm coming down, coming down like a monkey." Made me think of like you remember when I used to play those little sexual innuendos from football games. Like, <laughs> how about a little Landon Dickerson coming down your throat, <laughs> and all this shit that they that they used to do. I, I, I'm going to play another one for you real quick before I get started here. Actually, I got two things before I get started today, but I wanted to play a new one. Now, one of the, one of the, I think three or four things that they say, but might be a rerun, but you ain't going to remember it. I just I, now this is this is concurrent. This isn't like I'm going to tee each one up like I normally would. This is just a compilation. So you'll but you'll understand the differences. I just watched this the other night. I didn't like there was three of them in there that I never heard or saw. And that, that first line of that song made me think of that. So just check this out. Boy, he's got guys coming down his face. Oh, that's a big load. Receiver coach has been blown away by Crabtree's hands and yeah, his but... ability to suck in these balls. Josh Bynes has been coming all night long, but then he pulls out and, and it's just hard. It's been a while since he's seen a hole that big. <laughs> he almost didn't know what to do. Rivers on first and goal touchdown. Tyrell Williams. He beats Cox. <laughs> I don't know that last one. I don't know if that was Kenny Albert or Kevin Harlan. <laughs> but he's like, Kyron Williams beats Cox. Does he? Is that what he does? <laughs> I think, though, in that compilation right there, and, and this happens more often than not with this guy, but I think, I think Troy Aikman tries to do it. <laughs> I really do. That was one play that he did that, and he was like, he's never seen a hole that big, and it, you know, it, it's, it's it's coming in his face hard, and or whatever it was that he said. But he seems to do it the most. Him and Chris Collinsworth do it do it the most. I'm surprised Chris Collinsworth wasn't in there, but he was in that first one though. How about a little Landon Dickerson coming down your throat? <laughs> Good to be back with you guys as always. And before I get started, Carl Weathers. This guy here is dead. Cross him off then. That's a tough one. That's a tough one, man. You know, he was 76. I mean, it's no surprise. He did keep himself in good shape, though, that Carl Weathers did. Now, he doesn't have a ton of credits to his name. If he does, a lot of them are B-roll movies. But I will say this. The roles that he did play were iconic. Right, I had to mourn it like you know he just died. So this is the third time I'm mourning Carl Weathers. <laughs> I mourned him as Apollo Creed in 1985 when Ivan Drago took his head off. Then again in 1997, I had to mourn him. Old Chubbs Peterson. <laughs> he won. I got to say something, all right, about about that movie, and, and I, you know, I know my my constituency here and myself. I've seen that movie 150 times, all right. 
He was the glue that held that movie together. Like, he was the fucking... That character was so fucking funny. And I got to tell you, the first, the very first time I ever saw Happy Gilmore, I was on acid. <laughs> the first time. Do you remember the first time you saw Happy Gilmore? You were probably sober. <laughs> now, that movie's funny as shit to anybody, even if you are sober, but I saw it on acid the first time. And, I, oh, my God. It was a lot of the times with him that, it, like... Again, if you know, you know. If you've done asset, you know. If you don't, I've said it plenty of times on this show and more on it in just a second because it triggered a story that I'm going to share with you guys in a couple minutes. It is a laugh-a-thon, okay? It, and, it, and I got to tell you, for, for anybody who did drugs <laughs> back in the day, all right, that was the best value that there was. I mean, when you were a teenager, you didn't have a whole lot of money, Right? You, it was five dollars. You gave you, you you handed the the acid guy five dollars, and he gave you eight hours of fun. The shit lasted for eight hours, and I gotta tell you, from the first time from the from the minute that it kicked in up until like the the three hour mark was when you were peaking, is what they called it. It was the funny. I mean, you laughed, and I'm not talking about laughing. I'm talking about like your guts are falling out on the fucking floor laughing, and it could be like the littlest thing. It's just it's just so funny. So I'm sitting there for the first time watching Happy Gilmore, and when I when I saw his I saw Chubbs's hand, when I saw that big block, the wooden block on his fucking thing, it was way too big. <laughs> it stuck out like a fucking sore thumb, right? <laughs> Just the way that he pointed with it, and shit. It, I was laughing my ass off, right? So he's trying, he's trying to, he's like, you could be on the tour, like he's trying to talk him into fucking, and he's got the hockey stick and he's playing with a beer can in the parking lot. And he's like, yeah, whatever, you fucking old golf guy, what the fuck are you talking about? And he goes to like do a slap shot on the can, like they hit it to a trash can, and it hits Chubbs's hand and it goes flying into the fucking street, and a truck runs it over. I was done. I was fucking done, right? So that's so then it was even better when he goes to give him the hand back and he's like, you're the best and I'm the worst and you were right and I was wrong and, and you're very good looking. I'm not attracted. Okay, goddamn it. No. <laughs> he goes to give him his... He goes to give him his hand back and some of it falls on the table. He's like, oh, sorry. There's, there's your pinky. Because <laughs> of his pinky. <laughs> Oh man, he he was great. But you know what, uh, Chubbs, God bless you, buddy. You got your hand back. All right, and rest in peace, Carl Weathers. He he was a great one. Shut up, Happy. Don't feel bad about me. I got my hand back. See, we've only just begun to. Okay, now, back to the acid. Before I do start this tale, I do want to ask, like, my, my, my loyal, you guys are all loyal, don't get me wrong, but I have, I have, there's about 35, 40 of you that, that usually will message me every week, and as you guys know, I love that, so I'm, I'm, I'm calling on you, okay? If you guys, there's a story that I had, and I was in high school in the blizzard of 93, and basically, the, the skeleton of the story was we shoveled snow to get money so we can go down the fucking to Lee Street and buy drugs that we can come back and sell in school. 
If that story does not ring a bell to you, please let me know, and I will tell it next week because it's a great one. But on to today's story. So we had the blizzard of 93. Now, you got to keep in mind that anybody who's my age, it, I don't know what it was, man, but in the, in the 90s and like even up to about 2010, I want to say, we would get some doozy snowstorms. Like, we don't get them anymore. We had two little shit storms the other week, like I was talking about, but like they were dustings. And, and like that's basically what we get in the winter. As a matter of fact, two weeks ago when that snow fell, that was the first snow we had that, that was over an inch in like two years. But we used to get these shit storms where it was like it would dump two feet on you. And you didn't even dig out of that, and you got another 10 inches. It was just, it was, it was nuts. So we had a blizzard in 1993. It was a big one. And it, it was about two feet that came down. And then with the, with the wind and the drifts and shit, people's driveways, there was like five feet of fucking snow. It was crazy. It was nuts. But the following year, 94, we had an ice storm. It was the ice storm of 94. And when I tell you it was the ice capades, like, and it, it it lasted about three or four days because the temperature never got above like twenty degrees, so this, the ice never melted. And it, I remember the first day that it happened, they actually closed school. Believe it or not, we needed a, a freaking nuclear holocaust for that to happen. And there was one channel on cable. I remember I came out in the morning, and we just looked outside and we're like, "There's no way school is open." Like, look at it out there. It's it's like it's like a, a Flyers game, but like all over the earth. And we're flipping through the channels, and there was one channel on cable that just had a static image on there. It said, like, you know, ice storm, and, like, you know, he, these are the conditions, blah, 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 blah. I swear to God it said this. At the bottom of the screen, it said, do not go out of your house or you will die. <laughs> I swear to God. It said it. Now, this 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 ice was, oh, man, it was tough. It was one of those things. It was one of those, like, you ever, you can walk on ice, and then you can walk, like, not walk on ice. There's certain types of ice you can walk on, and certain that you just fucking don't even try it. This was the don't even try it ice. I mean, I went out on my front step. It was like, even if you tried to walk slow or hold on to something, you were you were going for a ride. Remember, you remember that guy that, that have you ever seen the reel? There was a drunk kid coming home, walking up the driveway, and he gets caught on a patch of black ice, and he just starts running like he's on a treadmill, like he couldn't stop himself. But it was very impressive, actually. It was like that. So... There was that. So we had like a three-day thing where we were going to be iced in. We were a little, little igloo we had going on, right? So what did we do back then when, you know, we, we couldn't go outside, we couldn't do anything? Ah, let's all go over somebody's house, which was always mine, and we'll drop some acid. Perfect idea. We'll, be, we'll all be hunkered in, nice and warm. The ice is out there. We're in here. We're laughing our asses off. Maybe when we're peaking, we'll go outside and fucking fall and split our fucking skulls. Who knows? We'll go where the night takes us. I don't even know how we got it. I, I really don't. I don't even know how we got acid because I don't even know how people made it over to our house. I'll let that remain a mystery because it's still a mystery to me. So there's like seven of us. And, you know, I'm I'm all ready, you know, like because I love that shit. Like, like the story that I don't know if I told you, if you guys let me know this week, like that blizzard of 93. We went into my buddy's house after we shoveled and we took acid and it was one of the best nights ever. I loved that snowed in acid trip. <laughs> it was fucking great. I don't know what happened, okay? But everybody comes over. We're, they're not even there five, ten minutes, okay? And, and we all we all take our hit. And somebody came up with the bright idea. Let, let, let's go to the mall. The mall? And everybody except for me, I was the only one that said, like, this is, that's not a good idea. 
<laughs> not a good idea. Okay. And and they're sitting there and they're and they're hounding me. And I'm like, dude, I thought I, my my mentality is that we we were going to be snowed in, nice and warm and cozy, and we were just going to trip in here. Like my my mentality is already in that spot. I I can't leave it. And they're like, oh come on, man, come on. And everybody was like, like everybody except for me wanted to go. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I already took my hit. What am I going to do? Sit here and trip alone while they go out and die? And I got to die with them, right? <laughs> so so i'm like okay i'll go okay i'll go i'll go i'll go i'll go i'll go with i'll go shit right now the 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 trick was when you took acid okay about 20 minutes after you take your trip they take your hit it would take about 40 minutes to kick in so the 20 25 minutes after you you would drop it you'd smoke a blunt like that was the thing you could kind of like set in the trip. They, they weed and acid paired very well together. <laughs> together like lamb and tuna fish. Lamb and tuna fish? Oh, it's like a freaking it's like a Malbec and a ribeye. Yeah, weed and acid. So so we go outside and we were we're going to walk to the car. All right. And I just had a bad feeling about it. Now, on the way to the car. Three of the seven of us, that's that's 42% of the gang, okay? <laughs> Three out of seven of us, and I, I wasn't included in this, I almost was, they all fell. Bad, too. Like, I'm like, holy shit. You know, like one person slipped and was actually in the air, like horizontal, and just fell on his hip. That kind of shit. So we climb into the car where we were going to smoke our blunt to set our trip in, which was not at all a good idea. So we get in the car, and we shut the door and we're starting the car and i'm like did anybody just pay attention to what happened (laughs) nearly half of our group couldn't even walk to the car and now we now we think it's a good idea to take a 3500 pound vehicle with seven people and it's smoking a blunt trying to get their acid to kick in to go in this ice capades world do you think this is a good idea like before we actually put this car in drive i want everybody like you you really want to do this like this is your final answer of course they did now thankfully we got there in one piece but we had three and i'm talking like i don't even know how we didn't fucking die we had three really close calls there was, and, and the most identifiable one was there's right before if you go up like edgeley road to oxford valley mall right before you get there like it, it before it turns into woodburn road it's like a big curve as you're going like around red cedar and we we were going around the bend, but we didn't go around the bend. We just went straight into oncoming traffic, sliding at like 35 miles an hour. Where I'm like, dude, if you remember me telling you the other week, like drive like a fucking old man, especially in this shit. When you got two inches of ice everywhere, you have no control. So we're doing like 35. Fucking it looked like Cheech and Chong in the goddamn thing. Like so much smoke in there. We didn't have the windows down because it was freezing outside. So we're hotboxing this thing, sliding into oncoming traffic, and I'm like, "Thank God nobody else is on the road." Like we were, we were, we were dickheads, and I don't even know how the mall was open. To be brutally frank, so we 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 get there in one piece. Thank God. All right now we're walking up, and we decided to go in the entrance, which was the second floor food court. We're walking up the thing, and we get to the vestibule. 
it was at that moment my trip kicked in. I don't think the timing could have been any better. I go into the vestibule and I walk into this food court at the mall and I'm looking like beyond the food court in the mall. I'm seeing all the lights and the whole world look like a goddamn kaleidoscope to me. I, I, you know, it was, oh my God. <laughs> it was like a freaking carnival, right? So we're walking around. There's not a whole lot of people in the mall. There really wasn't. So it's not like we had it to ourselves, but it was pretty, it was pretty dead. So we're just walking around acting like assholes. Like, you know, we were 16 years old on acid running around the freaking store. Like, like me right now, like I see a 16 year old kid and I don't like him just cause he's 16 years old. Like, can you imagine, <laughs> you imagine people on acid acting like dickheads. We were doing that, going into stores and being disruptive and, and, and all that kind of shit, right? So we're we're walking through the second floor, and we happen to stumble upon a Spencer Gifts. <laughs> I mean, they paired... They, <laughs> acid and fucking Spencer Gifts pair together like weed and acid pair together. You know, <laughs> I just don't know, man. And, and and here's is Spencer Gifts still around? I hope they are because that you know when I was a kid, like when you were younger and you were in a mall, man, that was an excitement walking into a Spencer Gifts. That was the freaking best because they you know you're, you're going in there and playing with they're all prank shit. You're going in and playing with fake poop and and, and fart machines and, <laughs> and all kinds of shit, right? I hope they're still around. All right, but we wander into this place. There's seven of us. We were the only ones in the store, and nobody came in. It was just two employees and seven of us fucking acting a fool. And we're walking around. We're fucking with everything, probably not putting it back. We were laughing our asses off, being real dickheads. All right, and and you could tell, like, they visibly did not want us in there. Like, he's fucking assholes. Because I don't know what it was. I think that Spencer Gifts, like, I don't know what it was with Spencer Gifts stores, but they always seem to have, like, 35-year-old men working in there. They're just, they don't know where their life is going. <laughs> it was never a 16-year-old kid, like, working part-time. Like, it was their full-time job. And they hated life because they're like, why why, why am I 42 years old uh, jockeying a register to Spencer Gifts? <laughs> so I get to this section, right? It's a bunch of, like, ceramic sculptures. And, and they were the ones that were like, they weren't, they were still white, you know, like Abraham Lincoln in the chair, wherever, wherever the fuck that is. I think it's in the Capitol building. No, it's not. I don't know where it is. You know what I'm talking about. Dunce. It's a giant. You can't miss it. I can see it from here or, or Michelangelo's David. It was, it, it, you can paint it. This is what I'm trying to say. They made these things so you could take them home and paint them. So I looked at this thing and, 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 and I had to have it. It was, it was an ashtray. All right. And it was an ashtray that was weed themed all right when i was in high school pot leaves were a big deal like you wanted to have them on your bag or your fucking jacket or your shirt any kind any any time you can have a pot leaf it was a cool thing in fact a friend of mine <laughs> he had a fucking first of all he had a cutlass with like tinted windows it was the most ghetto car in the world but he had and he sold weed too like like talk about drawing attention to yourself he sold weed all right, but he had a pot leaf hood ornament. <laughs> it was the fucking funniest thing ever. And one time we were down, we were down the way, like we were down Lee Street buying buying weed, and and we came back, and somebody somebody swiped it right off the car, and he was heartbroken because it was 1993, it was or four, whatever it was. It wasn't like you can go on Amazon and just get one. Like that was a tough find. 
and, and it got and it got stolen. He wanted one for a long time too, so I kind of felt bad for him. But either way, I'm standing in the Spencer's and I'm looking at this thing. All right, now it, it's a regular like ceramic circular ashtray like you would see anywhere else, and in the like in the bottom like the, where where the like where you put the cigarettes out, there was like a little pot leaf like embossed into it. And then behind the the ashtray stood a it, it resembled a box of cigarettes, but it was really a box of joints, and there was pot leaves all over that. And then the ashtray sat on a bed of pot leaves, leaves, leaves. Why is it the Toronto maple leaves? Why isn't the Toronto maple leaves? Either way, so <laughs> this thing from the base to the top of the, the the joint box was probably about seven or eight inches. I'm gonna pop off a piece of my dick, and um, I I didn't have the money to buy the fucking thing. You know that that money was in my brain. I had already bought, <laughs> I already bought acid and weed. So I, I I'm like, this thing is too big. Like if I I'm like, I'm just gonna take it, you know. And I, and I'm sitting there and I'm now you got to keep in mind I'm tripping. I'm not you know in, in my in my best train of thought. So I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, I can't put it like in my jacket or my shirt. Like it's too, it's too wonky. Like it's gonna stick out. Like you, 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 there's no way I'm gonna conceal this thing. All right. So I said, fuck it. And I took this thing by the by the joint box, and I stuck it down the front of my pants. So I, I so essentially, I put the the bed of pot leaves and the and the ashtray in in the front of my pants, and now the joint box is sticking out of my shirt like a dildo. And, and I looked at it like before I even decided to take a step towards the door. I looked at it. I'm like, there's no way they're not going to see this. You know, there's no way they're not going to see this. So I go, I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Let's take the walk. Now, now the key is, of course, you don't want to draw any attention to yourself. It's just like, okay, let me just see if I could slip out of here undetected, which was going to be nearly impossible based off of that. So I go and I'm, I'm walking towards the door. Now, the, I take the first step and I realize how ridiculous I was. I'm like this is this is just straight tomfoolery. This, like, you know. So I take like two steps towards the, towards the door, and I bust it out in the biggest acid laugh that you'd ever see. I nearly fell down, and I'm laughing my ass off as I'm walking towards the door, drawing so much attention to myself with this big ass ashtray sticking out of my fucking shirt. And I walk right past the guys, and I get to the front door, and now my acid brain is going like, "Uh oh, is there an alarm that's going to go off?" <laughs> you know, or whatever. And I was like, all right, well, fuck it. Let's see. So I go walk through the door. Nothing happens. Then I get out. Of the, I get outside of it and I'm walking. I'm not hearing no like, Hey, get back here. I'm not hearing shit. I'm like, did I just pull this off? And I did. And I got to believe. All right. It was cause it was so visible. There's no way they didn't see it. They were probably just like, here, take it and get the fuck out of here. I've been dealing with you for 90 minutes. Now we were in that store for like an hour and a half. And I, I, I don't, I do not know how we got away with it. I, I really don't. But it was funny as hell. And quite frankly, I don't even remember how we got home. Like I don't know if we had any close calls or whatever the case may be, because I was fucked up. <laughs> so sometimes you you got you got to make a sacrifice, and it's and sometimes it's for the greater good. I did not want to go to the mall. I wanted to sit in there and just have a nice trip and just laugh, sitting around the couch smoking bongs. That's all I wanted to do. And I was dragged to this mall. 
and I ended up with one of the coolest pieces I ever had, which of course I ended up losing. How do you lose something like that? I think I just lost it in a move or something, or somebody fucking stole it. That's that's what people like to do. Steal your shit when you had cool shit. Meanwhile in China. That should be a weekly segment. <laughs> At this point. Don't worry. It's not going to be. Alright. Meanwhile in China. I, I'm not going to play the reel for you because it's just it's more visual than it is. Here's what they do in China. Okay. They they in between classes, but just because they've been sitting for 40 minutes. All right, they do this elaborate thing in their desks where the teacher will play like a death metal song. I swear to God, if you need the real, I'll send it to you. And they play like a death metal song, and and they and they do these insane calisthenics, like like they're like the like the teacher is like is being the the composer, and she's like going back and forth. It's like these big elaborate movements. I'm talking like they look like robots as they're all doing it like in unison. Could you imagine that in America? That doesn't happen in America. You know what happens in America? Lou, I want a word with you here. Sure. About those sit-ups you want me to do? I got a right here. My contract says I don't have to do any calisthenics. I don't feel unnecessary. So what do you think about that? They'll just say, all right, let's go do this. And they'll be like, fuck you. (laughs) Exercise is offensive. I identify as a cat. I mean, come on, dude. Oh, man, we're dead. Oh, by the way. While a lot of things that I talk about on this show is a spoiler alert. I don't know if anybody paid attention this week. All right, but three American soldiers were killed in the Middle East. What did Joe Biden do? He waited. He waited six days and let all the important people get to their fourth safe house. But 125 airstrikes between Iraq and Syria, which what did I say was the final pin of World War III? Now we just got to get China involved whenever they move in on Taiwan. And that's when we're going to be sending our pronoun warriors to war. And it will not end well for us. I was picking up my dinner like it was sometime this week. I, I forget what it was. But I was go- I was heading into an area that like, I see, I like to do my thing. Whatever area I'm going in and I got multiple stops. I kind of know where, you know, I try to bunch them all together so I'm not driving all over God's green earth, right? So I had to go into this one area where there's not like a, you know, I'm usually a giant guy, as you guys know, and, you know, the occasional shop writer, that one Acme that was a shop writer, I don't even know why it got switched out, but either way, I didn't really know this one area well, so I'm just like, all right, I'll be driving, and and whatever one I see, I'll go into, right? So I, I, I went into <laughs> Now I know why it closed right next to the King of Prussia. Hell yes. Because I know why now. 
You ever go into one of these Lidl's or Littles or whatever, L-I-D-L, whatever that is? You ever see these fucking things? <sighs> Talk about a freaking depression in a big box store. I, I, there's no rhyme or reason to these goddamn places. I only just, just, just hang it up. You got into the wrong business. All right, <laughs> you really did. All right, first of all, I walk in. They don't have any self checkouts there. Number one, and now, now I know what you're thinking. Are you complaining about that now? Like I'm like, no, I, whatever. They just don't have it. What I'm trying to say is, get with the times. They had two people in the whole store working. This is the size of a regular supermarket. Okay, and they were like 95 years old, both of them. So we we were forced to be wrung out by that. It was me and like one other customer in the entire store. And there is absolutely no organization of how they arrange this fucking store. It's almost like, oh, well, we'll put the, we'll put raw chicken next to Tylenol. It was, it was the weirdest setup I'd ever seen. All right. But then, then their actual product set got a little bit questionable because I went like, all right, so I'm I'm walking through this thing. I I think I had to do my, my normal routine, like a a case of water and, and Coke zero. And I, I go, I'm walking down. I'm like, what the, how the fuck? What? You know, because like supermarkets have, you know, some sort of, of rhyme or reason of like how they set shit up. It, you know, everything just kind of blends in with, with like where it's supposed to be almost. The, the, the aisles run concurrent, so to speak. And it didn't happen here. All right. So I'm walking through the store. So from the fucking, from where the registers are to all the way down, like in a regular supermarket where you would see the registers and you go all the way down an aisle and that's usually where the meat section is. Yeah, that was, that was true. All right. But like when you got down the first aisle, so like you would go down, you would go down an aisle and, and there would be a little crosswalk and then there would be another aisle and then, and then another crosswalk and then another aisle. And then you would, but you'd finally be at the back of the store where like the meat is. The only problem with that was you would get down like at the end of the first aisle where like food was, and the next thing you know, you end up in a in a, in a clothing section. What? <laughs> I'm like, like what the fuck is this? And it wasn't like it was it was almost like just undergarments. It was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. And then after the end of that aisle is the meat. Like the, the person who designed this thing was just like, yeah, you know, like because just in case. Somebody's sitting here with a shopping cart and they like they need the kid to go get something, you know, just to make the shopping thing quicker. It's like, hey, Timmy, yeah, go down there and get me a, a, a pack of chicken breasts and get me a chuck roast. And on your way back, grab a six pack of Hanes underwear. What? <laughs> I felt so uncomfortable in this place because it, like and, and here's the other thing. It's the only supermarket that doesn't have music playing when you're walking through the thing. So you're just going in this very depressing store with two 95-year-old employees, one other customer other than me, with an underwear aisle, hearing the lights go, I'm like, dude, I'm never going in here again. No wonder. If Dude, listen to me. If any of my listeners out there right now use Lidl or Little, whatever it's called, whatever it is, either one of them, they both suck. If either one of you, either one of you, if any of you out there actually use that as their primary supermarket i i, I gotta question you I, I gotta question your integrity you know who's gonna go food and underwear shopping at the same time in the same store weirdest thing ever i'm up against a break and i gotta be honest with you it's really tough. It was really tough. It was actually a battle. I almost t- took a poll. But then I'd be spoiling it for you. 
but in my mind i had a heavyweight bout going on on who's this week's asshole is i'll just save the other guy for next week but i i, I just had to do it all right that's fucked up and get off my lawn and you'll see that'll be a little bit different this week and possibly moving forward what's it going to be i don't know make sure you keep it locked right here on the sea rod podcast back in a flash hey guys we made it to season four and i am not going away anytime soon you know who else isn't going away my buddy chris jackson c jackson contractors i am not going to shut up about this kid he gets better by the day I look on his website almost on a weekly basis, and I look on his social media. The kid blows my mind. I can't get over the talent. If you're looking for a high-end luxury project, this is the kid you have to call. The Cadillac of contractors, like I call them all the time. Whether it be general custom carpentry, handmade tables and benches, we know the thing. You know the thing. We've heard previous commercials here. I don't have to sit here and gloat about the guy. He's the best there is, and he's the best there is for a reason. Take them one call, build it right the first time, and it'll last a lifetime. Call my buddy Chris, the Cadillac of Contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. Welcome back to the C-Rod Podcast. No stranger to this podcast is that Stevie Nicks. <laughs> you know, it's again, again, I'll say this, and I'm, I'm going to continue to say it. Now, when I talk about the ultimate badassery of Stevie Nicks, all right, just think about it like this. Stevie Nicks or Taylor Swift? Game over. It's not even a contest. Stevie Nicks would throw her down a fucking flight of steps. And you know what's really pissing me off about that? This whole Taylor Swift thing, too. The people that are defending her. I get it. You're a Swifty. You're fucking Swifty. Okay. But, like, the people who are going, You know, it's really mean to bully her around. All she's trying to do is love her boyfriend and have some fun. No, she's loving her fake boyfriend and taking it all the way to the goddamn bank. Do you know, they they came up, there was a thing that I saw on Facebook the other day that said that for the NFL brand, Taylor Swift alone, with with media and TV and all that kind of shit, brought them an extra $339 million to the NFL. I mean, you're going to tell me this wasn't fucking orchestrated. Get the fuck out of here. You people are so stupid. If you really believe that's a real relationship, you're stupid. You dumb motherfuckers. And now she comes out. She comes out and endorses Joe Biden. Fuck you. You fucking sourpuss. 
God, every time I look at that sucked on a lemon face, I I, I just can't. And have you guys noticed <laughs> anybody since I said it? Her mouth being in the blowy position every time you see her. <laughs> but speaking of badass women, I'll get into that in just a second. I was I was trying to find a new show after I after I watched Entourage, and typically, as you guys know, I, I try not to jump from show to show because it's very hard to do if your brain is in, is is invested in one show and then it ends. And then the next day, you gotta you gotta take in a whole new character arc, a whole new plot, a whole new story. It's like sometimes, you know, you you, you need a break. So I'll just separate it with like a week or two of just watching movies or whatever, you know. So I so I'm sitting there like kind of you know looking for a new show, and I saw something on Facebook where this guy and and it, it's been catching steam, not just with this one post that I saw, but I've, I've been seeing it around. And the guy said, like, all right, now that season two is out and you can binge it, go go back and watch Reacher because it's it's the best show ever, okay? And, you know, I knew what Reacher was only because my dad, like, my dad was a big-time reader. Like, he read a lot, and he was he was really into that, that Reacher, the Jack Reacher series, like the books he read them all. He was like, I'm telling you, man, read these books. I'm like, Dad, I, I'm not a reader guy. Like, uh, you know, I've read maybe five books in my entire life. Um, I, I come from the, the, the Rodney Dangerfield thing. You know, like, why why read a book that takes how long when you could just watch the movie? <laughs> you know, you knock it out in two hours. I'll tell you, I get no respect. But, like, I I decided, like, after I saw the poster, like, oh, it's a great show. I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. So it's on Amazon Prime, and I watched like the first five to ten minutes, and the the title character, Jack Reacher, who's played by a guy named what the hell's his name, Alan Richson, I think it is, I think it is. Anyway, he he's a polarizing character because he like he's one of those he like the guy is straight out of a comic book, so it's like he's he's a he's a, a like an attention grabber for more reasons than one but like first of all the guy's jacked okay like he is yoked all right and and he's like six two in real life but they do these crazy camera angles the entire show that make him look like Shaq, <laughs> like he's seven two and he's a giant and 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 he's a badass to boot like he, he will whoop your fucking ass <laughs> fucking dude he's just starching people like the whole show Right, so like you know, he he holds your attention, and it was you know it was cool. So the thing I didn't understand about it though was like just the premise alone. It's kind of like a modern day Rambo. Like he's a vagrant that's that's going through a town, and 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 there's a murder in the town right when he was walking through it, and there hadn't been a murder in that town in like thirty years. So they pick up the vagrant and question him about the murder, right? And and this is what I didn't get. Like after he cleared himself. And, and like had an alibi or whatever it was he was free to go but like the captain was still detaining him and it was like okay well and and, and all of a sudden like jack reacher becomes one of their partner detectives almost like he was being forced to do it but he didn't he didn't care like he wanted to do it, it was weird the whole dynamic was weird but then the deputy in that police department the girls her name was roscoe in the show and the kid she's adorable <laughs> the kid's fucking adorable and then they like it becomes his love interest 
and they and they have like this endearing relationship that 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 kind of ended up becoming the glue of the show like that's that's what you know that's what kind of kept your interest in everything around it i finished season one i go to season two and they cut roscoe right out of the show and i'm like that was like the i'm like i'm out <laughs> you know like, i throw it away because it was like it was it was holding my interest but not enough to be like holy shit like when, when people were saying how great it was i'm like oh, hold on it's okay like it's enough to to hold your attention but i don't know once they made that huge cast thing i'm like what the fuck i, I felt like it, it seems to me that anything i see on snl anymore because i don't watch it because quite frankly it's terrible I, I mean it's time for them to hang it up i think but they never will but it's almost like anytime you see SNL now, like if you see a reel of it or something like that, it's because of a controversial monologue by whoever the host is. And it's like, like Bill Burr, Bill Burr came out one time and like when he hosted it and he was talking about how, like, like why do white women say they're so oppressed? He's like, he's like, if you got to get your fucking Gucci boot and, and stick it over the fence of oppression and get involved in this shit. And, and he caught a lot of heat for it. Or like the time um, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson tried to, he, it was it was clever what he did. He, he tried to use a vehicle to, to basically mock COVID. And he was talking about like him, like he, he received a script. He was going to read a script like actors do to see if they're involved in it, right? Or, or, you know, interested in it, I should say. And he was using it to mock COVID. And he's like, the script goes like this. He's like, Imagine all the drug cartels in the world get together and they buy up all the media and all the politicians. And he's basically like mocking COVID, you know, he's kind of, he's basically saying like all the drug cartels get together and they buy up all the, you know, the news and all that kind of shit. And they make you lock yourself in your house and you can't come out until you take the cartels drugs. <laughs> and he's like i threw the script away <laughs> i was like dude that was pretty funny but he caught heat for it it's just it's just weird to me but that's exactly what i did to reach her i threw it i threw it right away as soon as that dynamic was taken out of the show i was like all right i'm done so i'm now i'm looking for a new show and i i i was reluctant to do this only because the the titular character was somebody I particularly don't care for. It's, it's at Sofia Vergara. And she plays Griselda Blanco, who was who was a, wow, like what, what a freaking drug kingpin she was. And I was always interested in her. Like any kind of documentary I could watch on her, I always did because this bitch was cold. Like she was fucking ruthless, man. Like she, she would kill kids. Like she didn't give a shit. All she cared about was her empire and, and she would kill anybody to do it. And it's, it's, she's just, man, she was a cold bitch. So I always like to, to see shit about her, but I was, I wasn't thrilled to see that Sofia Vergara played her because I'm like, first of all, now I will say this though. She did a fantastic job. She was fantastic. She carried the show really. I mean, she was, she was very, very, very good. The only thing was I questioned the casting option to begin with, because like, I don't know if you people know who Griselda Blanco is, or if you've ever you know seen anything on her but google her 
right? She looks like fucking Burt Young. Look <laughs> like fucking Paulie from Rocky. Deliveries are in the back. I'm not a delivery guy. Well, do you have a reservation? Do I look like a freaking Indian? <laughs> this is a fucking broad selling, you know, cocaine. It was just weird. And and they do put prosthetics on her face and try and make her look a little bit like her. But it was just like, no, you can't like <laughs> I, I didn't understand it. But I will say if you, if you don't know anything about her or even if you do, it, it was a very enjoyable show. Of course, it's in Spanish. So you see a lot of subtitles and things like that. But you get right past that. That's that's really no big deal. But it's time for the get off my lawn segment for the week. So here it is. Did you hear me? I said, get off my lawn now. Ah, you see what I did there? Not only did I play the B-roll of the get off my lawn from Gran Torino. We're doing a little shake-up here on the C-Rod Podcast. I just figured I had to make an executive decision because doing the bits back to back to back is okay i'm all right with that but at the same time what an asshole i can usually get some comedy out of it but usually get off my lawn and that's fucked up while sometimes they're funny more than not they're more often than not they're they're serious you know things they're serious subjects and things like that that i talk about because that's fucked up i mean it's about fucked up shit like so you can only make that funny so many times so i figured and then I wouldn't have to worry about doing all three of, the, of, of those bits each week and then running out of time to the point where I got to end the show and I can't put, like, I just wanted to get a little different structure going on, if that makes sense. So I'm going to, I'm going to move these bits around moving forward and you're, it's, you're never going to know when they're coming. Let's figure it, it's better that way. <laughs> okay. Now this, this particular segment this week for this 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 woman qualifies for it as she is 24 years old so she falls right into the demographic and i i talked about this at nauseum about the people who like you were caught red-handed and you still try with a straight face say you didn't do anything <laughs> that's just the craziest like how, how how stupid can you be dumb you're just dumb all right now this particular instance there was a 24 year old woman and let's just say she was driving in a car doing fucked up shit and i'm gonna i'm gonna let you hear the real first and then i'll give you my commentary as i always do so check this out break glass break glass break glass get out the car get out get out tired of glass She's not gonna make it more. Go. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. You just tried to kill ten people. No, I didn't, sir. Alex, what's up? You can't kill that kid! I didn't do anything like that! 
Now, there, there's a lot to unpack here, of course. Um, let me paint you a picture, okay? This woman, I guess, was being pulled over. And when the cop got out of his car, she tried to run. So she runs, and then they, they flag her down again. And now there's like five cops chasing her, of course. And she, she, she ran again, but she crashed her way through like three police cars. And then they were chasing her again, and she was she was crashing into all kinds of people. Like she would keep getting stuck in areas, and she would just drive right through traffic and like and just bump anybody, you know. And, and she could have hurt a lot of fucking people. She probably did. So she's basically doing this on three separate occasions because they caught up to her and stopped her again. Then you heard she had flat tires, so she wasn't going to get far. And then she squeaked her way out of that one. And, and, and knocked up two police cars and then got away about maybe 300 yards and just crashed into something else at a point where smoke was coming out of the hood and she had to stop. The problem with that was if you heard the lady at the very end, she's like, you could have killed that fucking kid. You know, and, 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 and you know, she's like, you tried to kill three people where the officer said she tried to keep, she tried to kill 10 people, which I think that number's on the low side too. And you know what did she? So so the problem with the, the problem with the thing was when the woman said you could have killed that kid, the kid was in the car. It was like her her mother was driving around, crashing into all kinds of fucking cars and all kind of other shit to run from the cops and and put this baby. It was a baby in a car seat. And then the best part of the whole thing was like I didn't do anything. I didn't do it. Like. This is the dumbest generation. It's not even, listen, even when we get to idiocracy time, which I don't know how far that away that is, but I think it's coming, as I always say, a lot sooner than they say that it is in the movie. All right, but I got to believe that th this is the dumbest generation, and it's not even close. They are the dumbest generation there is. And I don't have to tell you why. I've said it 55 times on, on, on this show before. Why are they so stupid? It's a little six-inch screen device right in her pocket. But you you did all that with a kid in the car and then said, I didn't do it. Who did? Kit from Knight Rider? Like, who, who did it? Elon Musk? It was an auto drive that did it by itself? And and then the people in court, like they, they, like they fucking murder somebody and then when they get life in prison, they're surprised. Ugh, it's it's just nuts. You, you like, much like what was it? It's what's the guy's name? Jeff Daniels, the guy that plays uh, the guy from Dumb and Dumber. I think it's Jeff Daniels where he had that show on HBO, and he was like, he's like, you are the worst period generation period ever. Period. You just are, and that's that. I got to give you guys a quick apology, and I can't believe I did this for the second time in almost consecutive weeks. I said the wrong date coming in again. I said February 3rd because I started this on Saturday. It was February 3rd. And I must have had a momentary lapse of reason there where I looked at my phone and saw Saturday, February 3rd. I usually make the mental note to say the next day. Got to lay off the weed. I've talked about this in passing on the show before, but I went to, I was going to pay my rent the other day. And motherfucker raised it a hundred bucks on me too. <sighs> anyway, 
And I said, uh, you know, I, I don't like the whole what's it for. Like, it, it, none of your fucking business, Venmo, what's it for. If I say it's for a kilo of cocaine, you don't need to know that. <laughs> oh, why they want to know? I do know why they want to know because they're in cahoots with the IRS. Anything over 600 bucks on Venmo is reported. So I'm going to have to give the guy who won my fantasy football thing this year, like he gets paid out 700 bucks. I'm glad to do that in two little $350 slices. What's it for? Your fucking sister is what it's for. But I noticed myself doing this. It's weird. Whenever I whenever I go to pay my rent on Venmo after I pay it, they set it up like it's social media. Like John Smith paid Beverly Cox $36 for this. And you just keep on scrolling down. <laughs> This is all people you know. Why do they do that? Why do you do that? Like to let everybody know we're, we're paying each other digitally? Like do they feel like it's going to encourage you to give more people money? I don't know what the whole thing is. Why Why do they do that? Why are you, why are you broadcasting everybody's fucking business too? Their financial transactions. Isn't that illegal? Well, no, it's not probably. But it's fucked up. That could have been it. That's fucked up. Damn it. But speaking of fucked up, do you know what I... Oh, my God. Do you know what I read the other day? Now, if, I, if I'm if i late to the party on this one, then I wholeheartedly apologize, especially being an animal lover. All right? But... <laughs> I read... It, it was I think it was a reel that I saw about hamsters. Did you know? This is this blew my mind when I read it. I I, I hope if you, if you if you don't know this, I, I'm, I this is it's a public service announcement at this point. Did you know that hamsters hibernate? Yeah. And now, I, I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. And if you already knew that they did hibernate, then I apologize. But I, again, I didn't know this in my 45 years. All right, but I mean, a lot of a lot of parents that like the hamster is the test pet, where they put it in a cage in the kid's room and they say like, all right, how long is he going to keep this thing alive? And really, none of it has anything to do with the kid whatsoever. It's almost like. In Rocky Balboa, like Rocky Six, when he goes to buy like that, that 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 punchy the dog, he goes to buy him or buy him, he goes to rescue him. You know, and the kid's like, "Well, what do you do?" He's like, "Well, you know, you feed it, you walk it, and nature takes its course." But <laughs> that's exactly what it is. I mean, all you gotta do is feed it, and you clean the cage and all that. But you know, when the hamster, when you come home from school one day and he's, he's stiffened up in the corner there, dead, that's got nothing to do with the kid. A lot of different factors could have played in there. But nine times out of ten, the kid's not even in, present in the room when the thing dies. But where you thought I was going with this was, <laughs> how many hamsters have been buried alive worldwide in history? How, how many, right now, how, how many hamsters do you think are across the globe buried in a shoebox it's just scratching for dear life. <laughs> Go like, why the fuck did you put me in here? 
First you put me in a, in a cage just to put me in this little box and bury me alive. Was that the plan all along? The poor hamster's confused as shit. Now, in said reel, there was a lot of different people. Like, they, they mentioned that, too. And some people were like, well, yeah, like, when I was a kid, like, when, it, when if the, the hamster was cold. And, yeah, that's when it's dead. All right? It was much like when I, that, that freaking monitor lizard got, got loose in my house. The thing was a freaking the size of a Cadillac. It was hibernating. You know, it was still warm. But when, when animals hibernate, yeah, they do stay at their regular temperature, but you won't even get a pulse out of them. Like, you won't feel their heartbeat. You won't feel a pulse. You won't feel anything. How many warm hamsters are in boxes right now? <laughs> Keep on scratching. I had to put that drop in there of that asshole only because, you know, we're only two days removed from the most bogus holiday. Well, it's not even a holiday. The most bogus calendar date of the year. Poor punks to Tawny Phil, like I said last year. It's like, you know, I'm sitting here minding my own business. Somebody comes into my burrow and grabs me and sticks me in front of the fucking thing. Listen, I and again, the four, I think they said it's a shorter winter this year. No, spring is March 21st. And as I say every year on this show, March should be renamed Windy. It's going to be the same way every year, no matter what that fucking groundhog does. And that's that. But the poor hamsters are being buried alive, the little guys. <sighs> what a shame for the hamsters. You know what's getting really... <laughs> My algorithm is getting a little bit dark on Instagram. Like I told you guys, it was here last week or the week before where I see like... I see people being unalived like every third reel. And I, I watch it every time. It seems like <laughs> now my algorithm is every time I scroll up, it says like warning graphic content and then see why. <laughs> like I got to do that for everyone now. I know they know that I'm interested in fucked up shit. Right. But like, man, I saw a base jumper the other day. <sighs> well, first of all, I saw a guy get hit by a train. This was like when I told you like that movie traces a death where they showed a woman get hit by a train. And when you see a train hit a human body, what it does to it, it's, it's absolutely insane. And that trace the death movie also has when Bud, Bud Dwyer blew his freaking brains out on national television, like shit like that. Just nasty shit. Like this, it was like they were in India or some shit. And, and I don't know why, why are you walking so close to a fucking freight train track? And there's two guys walking, and the one guy, like, steps around to get on the other side of him. A truck train comes and just hamburger this guy. And, like, they film the tracks, and there's blood and fingers and fucking, uh, ugh. So that just generates the algorithm for me to see shit. So I saw this base jumper the other day. And he was probably on, like, a, I don't know, 20-story building. Somewhere around there, not quite a skyscraper, but it was, you know, like, like almost like the Jeffersons. And he base jumped off the thing and his, and his parachute didn't open. And you heard him go splat from all the way where they were filming it. I'll tell you, man, I, <laughs> like, that's the thing I don't understand about adrenaline junkies. 
Like, there's this one guy, and I tell you about parkour all the time, but there's this one guy, okay, he's basically mocking it and and, and kind of laughing at it at the same time, where he's going like, so he'll go from building to building, and he's jumping from rooftop to rooftop. But he's, you know, it's a ledge that you got to jump, like from ledge to ledge. Like, you have no idea how easy it is to make an error. And if you make that error, you are expired. And he's basically doing like we're whole, like he'll look into the camera while he's jumping from ledge to ledge, like not even concentrating to go, oh, whoops, oh, I, oh, I almost fell. Ooh, no, I didn't. And he'll like he'll, he'll act like he's falling forward from one ledge to the other and like act like he's falling down, but then catch himself at the last second like, ha you thought I was going to fall, but I didn't. Like, are you just, do you want to die? Or that like Alexis Landlot guy that, that I tell you about that that climbs to freaking skyscrapers like with no with no harness, no nothing. He just free bases it. Like what's with the adrenaline junkies? I, I don't I, I like cause I understand, okay? I do. I understand like some people like that thrill. They like that. But I mean like, dude, when you basically just laugh at death in the face, that's that's no longer a hobby. That's a sickness. <laughs> You see, like, seriously, the guy, the guy that climbs the skyscrapers, look him up. His name is Alexis dot land lot. Do it on, you know, on Instagram and, and see what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, it's fucking fascinating what he does, but I get mad. Like, why? What's the thing? Like, what? Like, oh, do you think people think you're a pussy if you climb a skyscraper barefooted with with something that'll save your life if you make a mistake or I don't know, get a cramp or if it rains or if you just miss a step? I don't get the adrenaline junkies. I really don't. I, like I, I can't. Like I told you guys, I developed this crazy fear of heights when I'm when I turned forty. I swear to God, when I watch these videos, when I see the actual drop, like that parkour guy, when I, like I, it's so weird. I can't explain it. If you have a fear of heights, you know. <laughs> but like, uh, it, 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 I think I truly believe. If I was up like at, at the the edge of the Grand Canyon. Or if I was like standing on a rooftop, like at the very, very ledge, I would fall because the way that my brain and my body go when I when I see that overwhelming like drop, I feel like it's a magnet that will pull me in to fall. So like whenever whenever I see something like that, I my immediate reaction is like get low to the ground, like get on your knees. You know, because like when I watch these reels, man, my God, the anxiety that I get, I'm like, you're the guy. I'm just watching, and it's like, what the fuck? But I'm going to be seeing a lot more of it because like the algorithm. Try to say Irish wristwatch five times real fast. Another thing that's in my algorithm, and it, it pisses me off. These people piss me off, and it's some. It's a group of people that I make fun of all the time. That you know, the the, the kids that are in their late twenties living in their mother's basement. And they're just making reels thinking they're going to become Insta-famous and that, that's going to pull them out of mommy's basement. It's not going to. The reason why is because somehow you're approaching 30 and you still haven't fucking managed to find your big boy voice yet. And you still say everything that ends in a question. Now, they basically are saying, like, I'm getting these reels now because, you know, it is it is evidently clear now that the NFL is rigged. And ever since sports betting became legal, I think I've said this before, it's rigged. It, it's just rigged because here's the thing. When you when you own a casino, all right, where where like what business sense does it make 
to not have a humongous advantage over your guests. What's the age-old axiom? The house always wins, and they always do. Okay, yeah, of course you're going to have a big winner here, big winner there. But 95% of the time, the house always wins, and they get money hand over fist. That's what gambling is. It's designed for the person who is providing the gambling to make a ton of fucking money and to give you a chance to make some of it. Very low percentage chance at that. All right, but now that now that sports betting is legal, you don't think they're doing the same thing? You don't think they're rigging like referees like making key calls in the game just to keep the spread where it is? Or, you know, make a certain team cover and a certain team not? Like the one that bet the most on this, they lose? Meaning like the larger percentage of people who bet that way, they, they lose because of a call by a ref? It's out in broad daylight now. All right, and they say the NFL is scripted, and I, I truly believe that it is. I okay, I, I find it very hard to believe that in the very beginning of the football season was the Swifty Kelsey fucking relationship, and now they're in the Super Bowl. Hmm, I wonder why they, they it wasn't like they were the number one seed or the number two seed or the number three seed. You know, maybe they were the three seed, but either way. You know, they, they, they get to a Super Bowl just in magic. It's magic. So there's these people out there now going like, now that the NFL is scripted, the script has leaked, and now we know who is going to be in the Super Bowl and who is going to win the Super Bowl because the script has leaked. And everything's a question. I, I fucking, you, be, you would be amazed how many of these assholes there are out there that all talk like this? First of all, you're a man. Be a man. Why are men women these days? But for the last two years, they've been doing that shit where they're putting out reels going like, oh, the, the script is leaked and this is what's going to happen. The Chiefs are going to win 17 to 13. They're going to go to the Super Bowl and the 49ers are going to win 28 to 19. And, and, and this guy's going to shit his pants on the sideline and they go with the whole thing. And it never happens. It, like the first year they tried that, it didn't happen that way. And then last year they tried it and, and like everybody had a different scenario because they're just, again, they're just trying to get some online clout. And then they tried it this year again. I'm like, how many times are you gonna are you gonna do this fucking song and dance, you little fucking geek? All right, it's not working. It's not gonna get you insta famous. I hate to tell you, just makes people hate you more. I go into the comments, man. Woo, <laughs> these fucking dorks get roasted all the time. Like he tried that last year. He tried that two years ago, and a lot of people will say, like, dude, you sound like you're 12, because they do. So anyway, as I was saying, this ugly girl was in a nightclub. And of course, I, Cristiano Rodriguez, did not come home with this chick. Cristiano has a reputation to think of, a code. But I can see she was all lonely and stuff. And I feel really bad. So I scoured the nightclub from top to bottom. And I find this snooty little English kid ball or something, standing all alone. And I take him over to this ugly girl. And I make them think. I make them talk. And I tell him some jokes. And soon, they are singing and they are dancing. And I think, Cristiano. You have a gift, my friend. A gift for romance. I like to see men's and women's get together, you know? And everybody tell me, Cristiano, you should use your gift to make a lot of money and maybe buy a yacht or a fast car. Cristiano has a podcast. That is my gift to Norristown. 
Lock it in and obsess on emotion. 98.3 Emotion. All right, uh, I've been telling you guys this for probably months now that I, I was working on a bit to do, and it was it was a hundred percent credit goes to my friend Chuck because now again for all my Grand Theft Auto Vice City people out there, all right, you know exactly what that was, and I played that on this show before. <laughs> but my friend Chuck sent me a text one time, and he was like, "You should do," <laughs> he's like, "You should do a bit in the likeness of dot dot dot." And then he sends a picture of the cartoon of Fernando Martinez. <laughs> so I was, you know, every week I thought about it. I just couldn't figure out what to do because I knew I had to do it like with the end of a song or beginning of a song as of, as if I was doing it in the likeness of him on the fake radio station. So I hope you enjoyed that. And there will be more of that to come. I just didn't want to spoil the bit at all. Like when I told you, like he gave me a great idea, I didn't want to tell you what it was because then of course... It would spoil that, but <laughs> it was fucking funny. Now, this wasn't on the docket today, but I'm sitting here right now because I was watching that Grisel de Blanco last night on Netflix. I never turned my TV off. So I got like these little thumbnails of like shows that are recommended for me. They just say like, like right now it says warrior and then it says raunting, heartfelt, martial arts. And, and you know what I mean? Like, you know, the thumbnail there for, for, for Netflix, right? And this one, I don't know why this was recommended for me, but it said Tacoma FD, which is Tacoma Fire Department. And there's a guy like standing by a fire truck in the firehouse with like a huge eggplant and he's acting like it's his dick. And it got me to thinking because I, I've known some people like this. All right. You, you, like f- firefighters. Those fucking firefighters are a bunch of homos. <laughs> they are. So she- All right. When. When I worked at Lee's Hoagie House, okay, I was, it was like, I was there from like the time I was 19 until I was like maybe 22. So like when I turned 21, it was like it, all bets were off. I, I was going to bars every night. I was coming in smelling like a fucking brewery, you know, with freaking lipstick on my neck. <laughs> it's actually flashing up right now that the Tacoma FD thing, right? And this guy who was the manager, he was like in his early thirties and he was, he was, he was married to this fucking slob that, that controlled his life he had three kids he was a miserable fat bastard and he hated the fact that we were going out and like and living the life that he wanted to have well it's like well you know maybe you shouldn't have had kids at 19 right so like he hated it he was the guy that like my my woodstock photo album magically disappeared it, it was that guy right and he was one of those volunteer firefighters never seen these guys and <laughs> He would tell stories, and it's like, here's the thing about firemen, all right? They, if you ain't putting out a fire, you ain't doing nothing. You got to, you have to find something to do. So you're sitting around in this firehouse. You go into any firehouse, okay? You go in there, because here's the thing. When I was younger, I used to live across the street from, like, a fire station, okay? And they had, like, a candy store in there, and everything was, like, ridiculously cheap. It was, like, way cheaper, then you would go to like a convenience store. So we would go there all the fucking time and you would go in there. You'd see a pool table. You'd see a ping pong table, you know, and a guy sitting around playing cards. Cause what are you going to do? Some guys sleep. Some guys do this. Some guys do that. Right. But it's the volunteers that get me. If you're going to risk life and limb to go run into a burning house to save a cat or, or a baby even, or a family, 
Shouldn't he get paid for it? Are you stupid? They think of a real fireman. <laughs> Let's just say, right? There's there's a there's a, a, a five alarm fire, and anybody like all hands on deck. Everybody's gotta be here, and the volunteers are there, and they're standing there with their hose, like you know, fighting the fire, and they're standing right next to the real fireman. Does the real fireman look over at him and be like, "You are such a loser"? Like I'm sitting here getting fucking sixty grand a year for this, and you're just sitting there like, "Oh, I'll help out. I'll be a helper." <laughs> Well, I didn't know you wanted to get involved with the discussion, Mr. Helper. <laughs> and they do the gayest shit. Like, so so he would come in here telling, like, these war stories about being a volunteer firefighter. And they're sitting around going, like, yeah, you know, like, every now and again, like, you know, everybody's got to, like, take turns making dinner for the guys and stuff like that, right? But, like, if you made a bad meal last time, <laughs> we, we make him dress up like a woman and put an apron on while, while he cooks for a... What? Oh my God! You had to see it at the firehouse last night. We we ordered the the hottest hot sauce that you could possibly have. We ordered it online and we got it right, and and, and it came in, and, and we put it on a wing, and and Jimmy ate it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. You fucking loser! I wonder how high school went for you. <laughs> Grown men in a fucking firehouse acting like a bunch of frat boys. Even worse, a, a, a bunch of freshmen. They never get any women. Fuck you. Fucking quiz. Fireman getting pussy for the first time in the history of fire or pussy. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to get killed if I have any volunteer firefighter listening. <laughs> I don't think I do, though. I don't think I do. I do. God, fireman. But it's time for what an asshole. What an asshole! This week's asshole, like I said, it was a heavyweight bout. I, I it was down to two guys, and I'm probably going to do the other guy next week. All right, but this week's asshole was has been discussed on this show before I, I can't stand him he needs to go away but he did something last week where i'm like you fucking dickhead 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 and it's snoop dog go away just go away all right i don't want to see no more corona commercials i don't want to see your hairline that starts where george jefferson's did and even though you got all those braids down to your asshole I don't want to see you with your, with, with, with your slanted eyes because you smoke so much weed. I don't want to see you with your freaking goblets. I don't want to see nothing about you anymore, Snoop. You, your time has passed 25 years ago. For some reason, you have relevancy still. I don't know why you do, but I can't stand the guy. And, and, and here's what happened that really pissed me off this week, okay? He came out this week and said he has nothing but love and respect for Donald Trump, and he's going to vote for Donald Trump. Now, that's not the reason that I'm, I'm pissed off at him. The reason why I'm pissed off at him is because he used to be great friends with Donald Trump, and then after he becomes president and the media painted him out to be a monster, which he 1,000% wasn't, okay, you were just bamboozled by the media, everything they accused Trump of, Joe Biden is, just look at it, it's, it's right there in black and white. 
And in that time, he was brainwashed along with the other millions of people that were brainwashed about Donald Trump. And he made videos about him like mocking, shooting him in the head and killing Donald Trump and all this other fucking bullshit. And now you come out like, yeah, I'm going to walk that back. Sorry, I have nothing but love and respect for Donald Trump, but I'm going to vote for him. Why, Snoop? Because you're not an independent thinker and you just believe whatever people tell you. You believe what the TV tells you. You believe what social media tells you. You fucking dipshit. He had like one good album, didn't he? Like, like I mean, re- in reality, he did what he did with Dr. Dre, and then he put out like one solo album that had all those hits, and then he rode his he rode coattails for thirty years. I thought this guy was like a gangster, like a gun clapper, like all this other shit. You look at him now, and he looks like a fucking grandmother going on the View and and and, and kissing Martha Stewart. God hungry cheesecake, Martha Stewart. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. What an asshole! What a fucking asshole. I was thinking about something the other day because I did see a Netflix thumbnail like I'm kind of watching right now, but not this one. And it said American Nightmare. And it's like this little docuseries on this on this woman that got abducted. And it's like a, like a true crime docuseries. And, and I got to thinking about something. Like it, when the word American is in something like a title all right if it's a song it it, it sucks if it's a movie it's phenomenal you know what i'm saying now i will say for the american ones for the songs it's it's all like overplayed songs you just don't want to hear ever again you know like i like you know the american pie song the don mcclain i can't stand that fucking song I, i you know it's top five songs for drunk white people just like i said Right, American Girl by Tom Petty. I love Tom Petty, but like that, that song has been ruined by white people. All right, you can go down the list. Same thing for movies. You go to movies, and everything that has American in the title is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> right, American Hustle, American Pie, American Gangster, American Gigolo. Like, <laughs> they're all fucking great movies. What's up with that? Like, why is it? I mean, it's and it's unilateral across the board. I mean, you can't find an American movie with the word American in it that's not awesome. And you can't find a fucking an American, a song with American in the title that's good. Is this predetermined? I want answers. What's going on with this shit? Anybody see this these, this commercial now that, that that's coming out or it's out I should say <sighs> the hang it up people I saw a reel with Madonna it, it was so fucking embarrassing all right she was she was on stage performing okay and with with whatever material she's made out of these days and she was dancing and, and a very long time ago I told you guys like do you ever see like the meth head dance where they just they just put their hands up in the air like like two hands up in the air like Rocky with a fist and they just hump the air that's basically what they do They're like that's their dance, she was doing that like on stage with with in front of twenty thousand people, and it looked so bad. I'm just like, God, <laughs> hang it the fuck up, man. So now this commercial's out <sighs> with Kid and Play. Did you see this one? 
as much as I loved House Party and House Party Two when I was when I was a kid because they were they were pretty good movies. I mean, if you watch them now, they don't they don't hold up with time, but they were actually good. But I always thought Kid was a loser. Like it was like not only was he a light skinned brother, but he was he was trying to be as white as he possibly could. The, the only like the only thing he was trying to make himself a part of his culture was whatever that hair was back in the day, or he looked like fucking Gumby. You know what I'm saying? He had that big, huge box on his head. The guy was just a lo- I never liked him. Like, play, he was cool. Like, he was a cool dude. But Kid was a loser. And he's still a loser. They were, <laughs> this commercial, they're doing that dance that they used to do. You know, where they would, like, they they, they, they do the, like, the, um, like, you go on the, on the balls of your feet and, like, twist them back and forth and, like, walk up and walk back. And then they would kick each other's foot. And then they would walk back with it. And they'd walk back up and kick each other's foot. Then they would turn around and they would walk up and walk back and they'd do a back kick and kick each other's foot and do all that shit. They do that in the commercial. And they look like they're fucking 95 years old. Meaning, like, they could barely do it anymore. I think kids got a fucking hip pointer. Or a hip flexor. <laughs> Something's going wrong. That guy's injured. And the thing was, is like, here's the thing about it that, that cracked me up the most. And I think I'm probably the only one that noticed this. But did you notice Kid's hair? All he did was shave off that big thing that was on his head. And he just kept it short. Like, meaning, like, it's just a, it's just a round, like, little yarmulke on his head. And, and, and it's shaved all the way up to the top, like, in the sides and the back. It just looks like he's wearing a black yarmulke. <laughs> he was always a loser and he still is fucking kid and play but yeah like look at look at the commercials i don't even know what it's for that, that's how bad it is it's time for that's fucked up on today's episode of how fucked up is fucked up that's fucked up i think i'm liking it and i'll get used to it but and and they're gonna move all over the place but like i i like it like that spread it out you know, we need a shake up here. Told you. I see more and more reels about it every single day of what is going on. And this is the most fucked up thing I've ever heard. Okay. Because, and I'm probably going to talk about this in the weeks to come because again, like I told you guys, this is going to be the craziest year that you've ever seen. And it's happening already. World War Three is about to pop off. There's, there's going to be some sort of attack on us. There's going to be some sort of grid problem. All kinds of shit's going to happen. But it's already happening with these fucking migrants, okay, or, or whatever they are, the illegals coming in, all right? Now, in New York, actually, the New York Police Department is protesting this because they've had it. They've had it with this shit because now, they, like, everybody's waking up at this point. They they know, like, you can't hide it that, that like, oh, we made a mistake and and – Compare it to like, no, you're doing this on purpose. Like everybody's waking up to the fact that it's being done on purpose. Okay. But two migrants in New York city, all right, violently jumped a police officer and hurt him pretty fucking bad. Okay. And they get, they get arrested and they got released. No bail. Right. And now they're walking around somebody and somebody filmed them. And, and like they're walking up like like as they were coming out of the freaking jail, like they're walking out of the jail and everybody was there waiting for him because they knew he was getting released. They spent about four hours in jail after violently beating a police officer. Back in my day, if you if you shove a police officer at seven years, aggravated assault, you don't touch police officers. These guys are illegals. They jump a fucking police officer and they get released. And then 
they're filmed by a bunch of people and they're like, how, like what, what do you think about America if you're coming and beating up cops and blah, blah, blah. And they're just smiling, giving the finger to the fucking to the thing. There was another, there was another one where this guy who was like from the Middle East, they, they, they caught up to him at the border and they're asking him questions and shit. And he was like, yeah, he was like, you, you don't know who I am right now, but you're going to know who I am. And it turned out the guy was on like the 50 most wanted terrorist list. And he just walked right away. He's like, yeah, you're, you're going you're gonna to know my name very soon. These people are coming in here. And it's not just happening like in New York. This is happening all over the country. There's, there's migrants just doing violent, violent, violent crimes. There's one guy went into a Target the other day with a baseball bat and, and took out every TV in Target. Just smashed every screen and, and walked out and said, fuck America. And we're letting this in. These two kids violently beat up a fucking police officer and they just walk out four hours later. Meanwhile, an ex-Marine, if you guys remember, where there was that one maniac in the New York subway trying to kill people, and this guy puts him in a rear naked choke and takes him out, saves, however, you can't tell how many lives the guy saved, but he saved a lot of them. He's still in jail now, awaiting trial with a $100,000 bail. An ex-Marine saving American citizens. But two fucking illegals can go and jump a police officer, and they get nothing. The fact that we're just letting them in to begin with, let alone come and run rampant and do all these crimes, and they have no accountability for nothing, and they're learning that very fast, so the scale of the crime is just going to get more and more and more and more grave, and nothing happens to them, and then American people do shit that's, that's you know for the greater good of the fucking people, and you're going to lock them up? That's fucked up. That's fucked up. There's like unwritten rules of things that you do if you own a restaurant or if you're even like a corp, like a chain restaurant or whatever the case may be. There's certain just no-nos. And if you do it, I got to question you. Like it's, I I can't imagine you saving a ton of money by doing this and you're you're really pissing off your fucking patrons. That, That I can tell you. All right, I was at that Alex's place I was telling you about, that ribeye cheesesteak, right? And I, I, I got I got an order of fries, and <laughs> I, I don't have any ketchup in the fucking house. I got to go get ketchup, right? So I'm like, so I'd say on the thing, I'm like, yeah, just give me a side of ketchup. All right, now here's the, this, all right, you don't, this is not the unwritten rule, but you should do this. If you are a restaurant, okay, put ketchup in like the little two-ounce cups. Like, fill it up. Have a, have a fucking, so you can dip a fucking fry into ketchup. I think the ketchup packet itself is is the it's the it's the most useless thing in the world. All right, now Chick Fil A they they're kind of getting it right where they kind of give you like the little mini bottle, the little Heinz ketchup mini bottle thing, and you know there's a pretty decent amount of ketchup in there, but it's still not enough. With one packet of ketchup, how many fucking fries can you eat with that? One and a half, maybe. I never understood the ketchup packet and the size of it. Like, just here's what you do. Either make one 10 times the size and just make them like that from now on, or don't make them at all. I, I Like, if I ask for ketchup on the side and they give me packets, I never use them. i just like, fuck it. I guess I'm eating my fries without ketchup or whatever it is I'm doing without ketchup. I'm, that's just the way it's going to be. Fuck them little things. And then, and then, you know, because you usually have grease on your hands and shit, like opening them is, is, is a fucking, it's like you're performing surgery. 
To, to do what? To squirt out your little dot of, of, of ketchup, a little dipping dot of fucking ketchup? Fuck off with that. That's not even an unwritten rule. But like I said, there's certain places that actually do it that way. You, you, you ask for ketchup on the side, and it comes in like a two or a four-ounce fucking cup. So you could be like a human being and dip fries and fucking shit. Never understood that, man. But here is the grave mistake. So I order from Alex as I get like a cheesesteak and fries, right? And I, I ask for ketchup on the side. I think I still have it. Yeah, I do. So I, I take everything out of the bag and, and I and I dump it out and I see the ketchup packet. And it just says, let me see. I'm so fucking blind. I can't even see what this is. But it just says fancy tomato ketchup. And I, and there's a logo on there, but I'm so fucking blind. I, I, I'm, I would never ever ever be able to read that what's the violation here it's not Heinz there's certain brands that are unilateral like I told you before you unequivocally use those and nothing else all right mayonnaise like I said before for me it always had to be Hellman's mayonnaise all across the board until I was introduced to Duke's all right I think Duke's is better than Hellman's in my opinion it's my humble opinion but it was always Hellman's was the one thing. Like I said, if you use a black marker, you use a Sharpie. If you use an adhesive bandage, you use a Band-Aid. If you use a cotton swab for your ear, it's a Q-tip. If you use ketchup, it's got to be Heinz. Miss me with the Hunts or, or, or the freaking ShopRite brand of ketchup, okay? They, they, they should not even make ketchup at this point. I don't even use Hunts tomato paste. When I'm making Sunday sauce. I haven't done that in a while, by the way. I gotta do that soon. But if you're not using Heinz ketchup and you're and you're a restaurateur, you, you should fucking reevaluate who you are as a human being. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you serve any other ketchup than Heinz to your constituency? Unbelievable to me. You, you there's no reason why. What's it cost? A couple extra cents more? Like, is that going to make or break your your freaking bottom line? Like, meaning like, oh, well, you know, we're doing pretty good this year, but like, I still can't afford to get the Heinz ketchup. Like, fucking buy Heinz ketchup, you dickhead. I'm pretty sure you guys are very familiar with my algorithm at this point. I, I tell you the things that come in, into my reels all the time, and, and Karens are one of them. <laughs> I see a lot of Karen shit. I see a lot of Karen shit. I see a lot of street fights. I see a lot of people being killed and <laughs> a lot of car accidents and anything else that, that's in my sick brain, okay? One thing that I notice about Karens that I that I really it really bothers me because like for for people who have such big mouths and and want to do shit to people. Like I, I it's just it's crazy to me, okay? It's just crazy to me. But here's the thing, all right? Why is it that every single fucking Karen video you've ever seen of all time, they all say the same thing and nobody ever seems to actually like look up the real thing and, and, and actually be informed before they go spouting off at the mouth? Okay, they'll be doing their thing. I want to speak to the manager or, or, or whatever it is that they're doing, whatever you know, scene that they're causing because that's what they do. All right, they'll turn around and be like, oh, I'm sorry, are you recording me? Um, no, you're not allowed to do that. It's my right. You're not allowed to record me. Or the famous one. 
I didn't give you permission to record me. Take your permission and stick it in your fucking sister's ear, okay? We don't we don't need your permission, Karen. We don't need it. You're in a public place. Are you that entitled now that you own the entire world? That you it's like oh, no, this is my this is my personal space. You can't fucking film me. You're you're dead wrong. I didn't give you permission to film me. Go fuck your mother. I, I, like Karens, they really piss me off. They they're the most ridiculous, obnoxious people in the world. And and you sit here and you think. And and I'm going to go back to an old adage that I say pretty much every week on this show. But if you look at it, when did we? I'll, I'll tell you what. I always say like the smartphone was when we died as a as as a people because there's the, the mental illness that that creates is just absolutely mind boggling to me. You know that we have so many people who 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 grab the dick saw. We have so many people just chopping their boobs off. We have so many people saying they're, they're you know, like they're they're so fucking oppressed. You, I mean, you'll sit there and see somebody who's who's a, a completely for socialism and anti-capitalist, and like he's fucking capitalist pigs. Like you're fucking killing these people while he's on his thousand dollar phone wearing two hundred dollar basketball shoes, drinking a ten dollar coffee. You don't even know what you don't even know, and you're stupid. And the smartphone created that, but you know what it was? You know what it was? You know what the fall of humanity was? TV. Think about the world before TV and the world after it. Because the boomers were really, they were really like the first TV generation. And you could see by their flaws the trickle-down effect it was going to have on every other generation after it and we got dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber and then the smartphone came out and it made us anything but smart because as as tv developed it started giving people fictional things and it started dumbing them down and people started wanting to act like the people on tv they started doing dumb shit that never happened before TV came out. And then when the smartphone came out, now they sit on that all day and they watch TikTok and they watch idiotic shit and they grow up to be idiots. Who say, I didn't give you permission to film me. I don't give a rat's ass if you do or you don't. <laughs> all right? You're acting like a dipshit right now and you're making a scene and I want to capture this on the phone. And there ain't a fucking thing you could do about it. Karen. And that's all I got for you guys this week. probably going to get about an hour and 40 i think the first two segments i did were like 33 and 34 minutes i don't know at this point i mean christ if it's been about fucking 20 weeks in a row you guys got the hour and a half i think it's pretty much new (laughs) i hate to say it but the new standard of the show but I, i do reserve the right to do an hour episode whenever i want whenever the fuck i please so there's that Dude, it's beautiful out today, man. And I think, I think later on this week, we're going to get like into the 60s. How about that for February before we get to windy? That's nice. The only thing that blows about it, though, and I I, I've, I had to stop this quite a few times because the, the, the dickheads, because it's 50 degrees, they break out the dirt bikes. God, I, I fucking, I really hate it around here. <laughs> 
I really do. Like, I really wish that I could just like, you remember in Rambo, <laughs> you remember in Rambo when like he was breaking out of the jail, like he beat up like 11 cops and, and he, he had to get out of there. Like they were going to start chasing him and shit before he went into the woods and, and became a fucking commando. <laughs> Colonel Troutman's like, he would eat things that would make a billy goat puke. <laughs> But after he ran out of the, of the thing, right, he needed a vehicle. He needed one right away, okay? And he sees this fucking motorcycle coming, and he kind of, like, you know, he's, like, squaring it off. Like, you know, he's, he's, he's sizing him up. And he kind of, like, clotheslined the guy off the motorcycle, and he took the motorcycle and just ran off. I, do you know how bad I wish that I could just give, like, a like a, a Terry Bradshaw? Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> a, a, a JBL. What's it? Justin Bradshaw? Why did I say Terry Bradshaw? The guy from the Acolytes. And give him a clothesline from hell right off of the goddamn dirt bike. Do you know how gratifying that would be to me? Just to take somebody's fucking head off just for doing that. It's a dirt bike, okay? A dirt bike. It is to be ridden on the dirt. Go take your dirt bike and go take it to where it's supposed to be fucking ridden. Now, you got to take it around here and ride around the same block 62 times. Sound like a goddamn weed whacker. Get a fucking life. You need to get a hold of me, Christian, at the crodpodcast.com. You can get me on Facebook Messenger, or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the C-Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. I'm fucking dehydrated, man. I gotta go drink about a gallon of water. <laughs> that alcohol dries you up. But it is good spending my Sunday with you guys as always. I hope that you enjoyed the the, the little shake up there, moving those segments around. I, th- I think it was I think it was time. It, it was due to do that. And I and I, you know like I said, they're just you're never going to know when they're coming now. And I think it's a lot better that way. And it's just better to just break them up and not have them back to back to back because it's almost like you know what's coming and you almost know that it's the end of the episode too. So that's a that's another good point of it for sure. And I, I also want to say a quick shout out to my buddy Chuck for giving me that the idea of Cristiano Rodriguez. <laughs> and I hope you guys enjoyed that bit. I'll probably do that a few more times as time goes on. I just it, it took me a while to, to come up with something. It was all, and I you know I had a lot more shit on my plate that I that I had to do. So I thank you for that, Chuck, because I, I thought that was pretty fucking fun. <laughs> Until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying. Be awake, not woke. Beat your fucking kids. Take care.